video guys another week another podcast thanks for coming back um i hope everyone has been doing well i am actually leaving calgary in a couple weeks so i am doing as many podcasts as i can with people from calgary this week i got sam we actually haven't really talked about what we were going to talk about today, so <laughs> I'm honestly really interested in how and where this conversation is going to go. Like, we might just talk for 10 minutes and be like, okay, bye, or maybe we'll talk for two hours. So yeah, I'm really excited to talk to Sam. Um, let's give her a call, see what's up, and just talk our little hearts out. So let's give her a call. Hi, Sam. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Um, how's your day going? Not too bad. I'm just working on a puzzle. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. How big is it? A thousand pieces. Oh, God. I can never. <laughs> I'm sharing it with my roommate, so we're, we're team working this. Oh, good, good. <laughs> So, um, do you maybe want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Where should I start? (laughs) Um, are you originally from Calgary? No, actually. So, I was born in China, uh, in Wuhan, and I was adopted to a French-Canadian family when I was a baby, And, and I grew up in Ontario up until 2004 and then came to Calgary so did a bit of traveling that's awesome um I'm actually originally from Ontario um I just moved to Calgary I think in July and I'm moving back in a couple weeks so I'm excited oh no way yeah I'm excited to go back home and see everyone (laughs) absolutely yeah what part of Ontario um I'm from Timmins Timmins. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's where my twins from. Yeah. <laughs> big fan, big fan. Um, I grew up in Sudbury, Ontario, so a little more north, but um, yeah, a little French kind of community. And uh, so French is my first language, but I'm slowly losing it now because I don't really speak it. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. Um, well, I went to university in Sudbury. So I went to Laurentian. Oh, no way. Yeah. Nice. So I actually grew up in Isilda, if you know that town, yeah. kind of close by. Yeah. So that's actually the town that I am that I grew up in as a kid. So that's crazy. What a small world. <laughs> I was just about to say that. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what's your what's your favorite Shania Twain song? I have to know. Oh, I would, there's too many to know. Um Let's see. I'm trying to think of the most recent one that I've listened to. I guess uh, Whose Bed Have Your Boots Been Under is a common one that plays in my <laughs> playlist Ooh, when I'm yeah. listening to country music. <laughs> I so love that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've got to say that my favorite one is Honey, I'm Home. That one just always <laughs> hits different. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No matter what mood you're in, the song's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, have you been to Timmins ever before? Um, I've driven through, okay, but never really, yeah, stayed in Timmins at all. 
So when you think about settling down one day, do you imagine yourself doing it in Alberta or Ontario or somewhere else? Um, I imagine either, I don't know, up north Alberta or BC. Uh, I like the idea if I'm going to settle down. Like, So here, here's the weird thing. I was in a seven-year relationship with a guy that... Um, you know, I feel like we had that relationship everyone wanted. We traveled, we uh, both worked, so we never had financial worries. Uh, we were very trustworthy people. So we bought a house together in the city of Calgary. So I did the whole, like, being a homeowner. And then I realized he was quite content being settled, and I wanted to do more with my life. So we decided to split up, and it was very peaceful and uh, I sold him the house and I moved out. So I kind of had this taste of what it would look like to settle down in the city. So now I've decided that that's not really what I'm looking for. So I guess right now I'm at a point in discovery of interests with myself to kind of really determine where would be a good idea to situate long term, if that makes sense. <laughs> wow, I really like that. That must have been so like eye opening and healing in a way um to figure it, out what you actually want in life yeah well it's a, it's a learning experience right like the more we go and experience life and learn from it whether or not you know things turned out the way you wanted it to or they turned out differently it's about figuring out you know how that works with your life and how you how you're gonna make it better right so mm -hmm. um <clears throat> I always thought I liked the idea of living alone so like after I'd split up with my ex I lived on my own I have two big dogs I have a collie shepherd mix and a mastiff pitbull mix they're both like 100 pounds so they kind of travel with me <laughs> everywhere I go so I always, they're like my children so uh, after I got the dogs when I had the house because I'm like oh I'm a homeowner like you know I can do whatever I want I can have my own dogs but then when I decided to split with my ex I was like, oh, um, he's not as good as taking care of the dogs as I am, so I'm definitely going to have to take them with me. <laughs> so uh, I'm renting again, and I was renting with just myself and the dogs, and I make a rel relatively de decent income to uh, support these guys and do the things that I want to do. So um, <laughs> I lived on my own and then realized that I wanted to still do more. So I've <laughs> decided to be like, all right, I'll settle for a roommate and have cheaper rent. So currently I've done that and I am loving it. It's actually been really nice having, because especially with COVID times, like living on your own makes it even more isolated. But if you have roommates, like at least you're, you know, you're stuck with someone. <laughs> yeah, completely agree. Well, now that yeah. you're talking about your dogs, I really want to meet them now. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. They love people and they're both cuddle bugs. Oh, like I as soon that. as you pet them, game over. You're they're gonna <laughs> sit friend. on you and they're gonna be like, You will love me <laughs> and you will love me right now. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I love dogs so much. Like I'm thinking of buying one when I go back home. Um Aww. I really wanna get a golden retriever. Like that's been yeah. in my head for like five years now. So long. You're gonna get Aww. a golden retriever, you're gonna get a golden retriever. Do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know what? It like so I grew up with dogs my whole life. Uh my family has always been super pet oriented and I uh, I used to work at Petland back in like 
I don't know, what is it, 2000, it, like mid-2000s when you could still sell cats and dogs. So I remember I used to like clean their pens and play with them. And, and it's funny because the pets, they totally know you in your scrubs. So they're like, oh, yeah, it's great. And then as soon as you wear your normal regular attire, they're like, who are you? You don't smell <laughs> like someone I know. It's so, it's so cute and funny. Um, yeah, and then I ma- managed to make my way working at a dog groomer's for a few years and like a doggy day center and like, and it's funny because I wouldn't say dogs are my favorite animals, but I somehow just had a keen drawn to pets. And so when I bought the house, I'm like, you know what, I think it's time. It's time to adopt. Like, I don't particularly want kids, or at least not right now. So dogs are a great first step to having kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Like, I currently got one right here at my face being like, Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute. Yeah. Um. So, what are your goals for the next five years then? Well, uh, see, that's it's funny that you mentioned this for a question, because I feel like a lot of people recently have been asking me this question. So, my whole life, I've been super determined to being successful And now I've come to realize that part of being successful is to actually just be happy with what you want to do with your life. So what I mean by that is I worked from the bottom uh, to the top in Home Depot. I started wrapping pallets in their warehouses and then worked my way up to a national operations support analyst. So I managed to work my way up through the ladder of supply chain and got it get a really good job work from home bucks full time travel with work you know so a whole bunch of perks but at the same time I'm, I wasn't really happy like I'm like my life feels very mundane like I feel like it, I'm not sparking any interest like I feel like part of me wants to live the best life that I can give myself which would mean giving myself as many experiences as I can find or get myself out to So I guess, so I quit my job, but I didn't just quit my job in the notion that I'm like, oh, well, now now I'm screwed with rent and everything. So I actually got a pretty good savings going on, and I've just decided to be like, you know what, I'm going to take this time for myself, maybe not work for the next little bit. But I'm also very work-oriented, so I might pick up a part-time job just to satisfy my need to you know, have a a motivation to do something. Otherwise, I tend to get wrapped into a lot of volunteering too. So we'll see what happens there. Um, So the next five years, I think I'm still young. I'm only 26. So I think a lot of it is to discover what I want to do with my life. Like um, whether people want to join me along the way or not, you know, it's like life is a ride and how you want to take it. And actually I find (laughs) opportunities come to me so I find I sit there being like oh I don't know what to do and then someone shows me something new and I'm like oh I gotta explore this so most recently I've been exploring slacklining which is a very difficult sport and I find it's opened up like different levels of meditation and balance and like skills of uh, just exercising so I'm like oh all right learning new things with my life to maybe discover like who knows if I get really good at slacklining, potentially I could get sponsored. Like I have a lot of motives with a lot of different interests. Like I play a lot of instruments. I um, do a lot of different types of art, like wood burning, uh, painting, 
ceramics, uh, trying to get into string art, but Amazon's been failing me at getting me the supplies (laughs) I need. But yeah, so I like, I've been keeping my life very, very fulfilled with different interests. And I'm curious to see for myself, which ones I'm going to attach myself more to as in like how much more time I'm willing to put into certain activities than others. So I went on a binge and bought a whole bunch of instruments. So like I've been playing piano my whole like whole life growing up, but having the piano skills like allowed me to also try guitar and saxophone and ukulele and like different kinds of drums and just anything to, you know, be bouncing to beat <laughs> things to satisfy my happiness. You know, I like artistic, um, what's it called abstract kind of stuff. And I find music to be very similar in that, uh, enlightenment. I feel like I've just gone on a huge ramble. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I honestly really love your mindset, and I feel like we would be really amazing friends. And it's too bad that I'm leaving in a couple of weeks because we oh, would literally no. be amazing friends. I have this feeling. <laughs> but you know what? That doesn't stop me from coming to visit you out there. I've gone out to Ontario several times to visit family and friends. Like I used to do it with work, but... Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Swoop. Swoop is a pretty cheap airline, and they fly from Edmonton to either London or I think it's Hamilton in Ontario for, like, dirt cheap. You can do a round trip for, like, 160 bucks. But, wow. again, this is also pre-COVID, but I wouldn't doubt, you know, when things normalize that it'll be something similar. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I've, I'm big on traveling. Like, there's certain things that I try and do once a year, as in, like, try and discover a new place once a year get a new tattoo once a year and I limit I limit myself to one thing a year so I'm not like over exciting myself in one year with everything you know kind of pace it out spread it out (laughs) (laughs) I love don't get it all done right away you know you've got lots of time yeah for sure well I know that Flair Airlines um are really cheap too uh I think if you book I think probably a month or two in advance you can get a round trip from calgary to toronto for like 150 dollars right like that's such a great deal it is so i will never road trip i've decided i don't like (laughs) road trips but if i can fly there i will fly there (laughs) preferably cheap but yeah i did a road trip two years ago from ontario to new orleans Oh my goodness, there was two vehicles, there were seven of us, we, you know, (laughs) stopped everywhere, we stayed at different hotels along the way, it was quite the journey, don't get me wrong, it was fun, but I just am not a car person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I'm doing on my way back, I did... Are you? Oh goodness. I drove Timmins to Calgary um, in July, and it took me around, I think it took me four days, and it was just really lonely, just because yeah. it was just like myself and all of my luggage and how long were your days driving probably like seven hours because i would get really tired of driving like it would hurt my back so much yeah and, i don't blame you yeah and um i would get tired of music really fast like my fr- after my first day i was like 
okay, I listened to all my playlists, I've sang my heart out for the last three hours, now what? But that's now when, what? like, totally. <laughs> that's when I, like, started downloading podcasts and stuff, and, um, nice. yeah, so... I'm probably going to be listening to nonstop podcasts on my way back. <laughs> Journey back, totally. I've been recently big on audiobooks. I always was like, oh, audiobooks, psh, whatever. And then uh, my friend, I was um, talking to a friend about, you know, how do I – how do I get what I want with someone that doesn't see where I'm coming from? So he sent me this book on negotiation and it was an audio book. And I'm like, all right, I feel like I could do an audio book. This isn't horrible. So I started listening to this audio book on my way to work and then on my way home from work. And like this audio book, I think is 10 hours long. So I managed to finish it in like two weeks in the time drive to and from, from work. And I was like, Whoa, this is pretty awesome. Like, I don't generally care to retain or like pay attention to information, but like if it's interesting and makes sense, I get sucked in pretty good. And so I started off with his audiobook that he introduced me on negotiation. And then it gave me all these recommendation books, obviously. So I was like, oh, let's try this out. <laughs> so I got in. <laughs> yeah. So then I got into a whole bunch of self help books on just like understanding personal growth and, you know, mental stability and just whatever interests my mind and and uh so now randomly you'll hear an audiobook while I'm cleaning the house or an audiobook while I'm you know out for a stroll in the park and I do that because I get very bored of music too but the funny thing about music is I listen to every genre so I'm like how have I how have I gone through every genre and I'm already <laughs> bored of this yeah. so so I find audiobooks are good too. So you, it doesn't just have to be learning books. So um, a side odd interest that I have is, and I don't know if this is supposed to be like PG content or anything, but I like, I get into erotica books. So I listen to like, instead of like people watching real life porn, you can like listen to an audiobook of someone's cool fantasy. And I'm like, what kind of world is this? <laughs> so I've like dived into a whole genre of like audiobooks that are super intriguing that I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> I I'm not into normal detective books or normal, you know, um whatever sci-fi interest that people get into, but then I found a realm of books that I'm like, oh, I could just sit here in the tub and relax and listen to a book and, like, create my own movie in my head. So it's like reading, but then without the attempts of reading. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, I've been definitely developing my time. And it's funny, too, so with these audio books, like, that I listen to that are more story-based, I'll be, like, sitting there giggling, and people are like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, oh, I'm listening to a story. They're like, oh, what story? I'm like, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty good it's entertaining because uh like you don't realize how much expressions you give off on your own just listening to something until someone calls you out on it and you're like oh <laughs> oops <laughs> okay well I'll definitely have to download some of these books because <laughs> just by you talking about it I, I'm intrigued I'm selling now. it right <laughs> yeah exactly well and like I said like you don't have to dive into to generic interests like find something that you're like 
actually genuinely interested in and then look for audiobooks relating to that and like I mean specific don't go generic topics right like and and actually recently I've been trying to find audiobooks on how to better interact with my dogs so I feel like I'm pretty good with my dogs but I find they've outsmarted me and I, I don't know how to better entertain them like I don't know how to give them more you know like so I want to intellectually be able to wait to like you know, get them to do more things. Like my one dog, he cleans up his toys in the in the living room and puts them back in the bin. I got that far with one of them. <laughs> wow. You know, so like they're they're pretty receptive and like and I know they're capable of doing more, but I just don't know what to do with it. So now I'm like, all right, well instead of sitting here being like, I don't know what to do, all right, let's go do some research. Let's go find something to figure it out. I actually just also bought a game off the Facebook marketplace that's like to help train your dogs on tricks. So I'm like, let's see how far I get with this. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that sounds interesting. Um, yeah full of things I gotta try (laughs) you gotta try everything once that's what I always say that's how you learn you grow wisdom from experiencing things you never thought you should try experiencing or you know just whatever is outside of your realm of what you've grown up with you know I'm literally I've always thought we're all limited and then you realize that you're not you're like oh I have the freedom to actually do and be what I want to be doing, you know? <laughs> I'm literally so. in love with your mindset. Like, I love it Thank so you. much. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to be fair, you know, like, I had my moments too. Like, I'll have days where I'm maybe not as positive-minded as I am currently. And and in those days too, though, it, you know, you have to be cognizant of it. And, like, so my roommate, I'll tell her, I'm like, hey, you know, like, I'm having an off day. So, you know, it's like... I sound like a bee then just tell me to take a chill pill right and and she's like you know I appreciate that you you're forewarning me at least you know like kind <laughs> yeah. of build that communication understanding that I don't mean to just attack you today right so like we all have our ups and downs and, and I honestly believe that that goes with our um like energy level like when we overwork ourselves, when we burn ourselves out, when we're overwhelmed and we're stressed, we have a, a lot more harder time controlling our emotions to the degree that we'd like them to. And because we grow up not learning how to deal with our emotions or how to articulate them or explain them and feel them and deal with them, then we end up, you know, as an adult apologizing for our behaviors without knowing how to handle them. So I find, you know, the first step to being able to managing that is to not allow yourself to be in a position and be like oh it's an excuse for my behavior right like oh I'm I'm on my period no your period doesn't excuse you to be a bad person to someone else because you're in a bad mood right so it's like being acknowledging where you sit when you're having a bad day and how you're affecting others around you and how you portray that so if you don't want to be you know the negative Nelly in the room or the sour Sally then like you have the opportunity to take yourself out of that and don't, you know, ruin that rapport you've built with the people around you because of that, right? Like, my thought is I don't really want people to look at me like I'm a a bad person or a negative person, but I have negative moments. So it's like how you choose to, you know, work with the people to be like, hey, I'm having a bad day, so I'm just going to, like, go be in my cave and chill for a few hours until I, you know, feel better or whatever, rather than be like, I'm going to sit here and pout and then drag you down with me and make you feel like shit too, because we're both in bad moods. Like, you know, like 
I feel like we're at a point where a lot of us just want to help each other be more positive, be more happy, and be more uplifting. So if you know you're not in that position to do that, don't be that person. You don't have to be that person all the time every day. It's just don't make it worse for the people around you. And anyways, that's like the biggest thing that I'm trying to work on for myself, which is why I'm probably like <laughs> explaining this to you in, in a more in-depth way. Cause I know that's a challenge for myself that I notice that people are very good at gauging my energy levels on a positive or negative s- scale. And then they kind of like flow with me and I'm like, Ooh, okay. I can see that they're, they're going downhill. Let's, let's brighten the mood. Let's do something about this. Right. So it's the power of perception and how you choose to take on the moment that you have with the people you're with or your dogs. I feel like my dogs are also very receptive to my emotions. (laughs) (laughs) Jose Davoa is a graphic designer and small YouTuber. If ever you need creative services or just want to support her work, check out her website, heyjose.com or her Instagram at heyjose. Um, Have you ever thought about um having your own podcast or writing your own audiobook because I can literally listen to you talk all day. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Um you know it's funny uh a lot of my friends say that I should have a vlog or a podcast or something and call it like what grinds Sam's gears or what's on Sam's mind today cuz every day I've always I'm I'm super opinionated but I'm also willing like if you have an opposing opinion and you can convince me to like seeing your point of view and having that alternate perspective, then I'll greatly enhance mine to combine it or change it or make it better. So I find a lot of people want me to have this podcast because I touch a lot of topics with pretty strong opinions. Like I'll get into conspiracies, I'll get into taboos, I'll get into stigmas and, and it's fun and it's intriguing but I'll, I guess for me, I just, it's a lot of energy. It's, I, I don't mind, like, and, and it's interesting because usually this comes out when someone is having a hard time with their life or, like, I'm being questioned on, like, someone's like, oh, like, how do you feel about how people, you know, judge morals? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And then they start explaining their point of view of it. So then I'm like, all right, well, this is how I see it, you know? And then you start building on understanding different perspectives like I've realized okay so there's a song you you should totally google this or youtube this and it's a kid's song it's called garden of your mind and it's a pbs remix song of um, mr rogers so the song is about planting seeds in your mind and growing them and the opportunities are endless and I and I it's funny because I use that as a representation all the time when I'm talking to people struggling with whatever situational circumstance that they're going through so I'm like well I'm just going to plant the seed in your mind and you can come to me later when it's grown and you're not sure what to do with it and so lately I feel like my job has been just people kind of tell me what's going on in their life and I'm like well have you thought about this perspective and it's not about saying that what they're thinking is wrong or that they're you know they should be doing it a different way it's just giving them that opportunity to have you know not feeling like you're stuck a lot of people think you know there's only one road and it's like no no there's if there's a will there's a way there's an opportunity you just have to have that open mind so people will bounce off me for collaboration or being like how do we creatively get through this and so 
I should have a podcast, but it's just a lot of effort. So I'm probably not going to have a podcast. <laughs> oh, man. So the, the, the luxury or the beauty is if you get to know me and you get to experience the side of me of this kind of uh, conversation of, you know, just diving into how we think or how we feel, it's definitely, you know, it's a value that's nice to have, but not everyone gets to have it, which is why I think it's like, yeah, it's it'd be cool to give that opportunity for everyone to hear me out if I put it out there. But at the same time, I think it's also a special thing that, you know, if you get to, you know, have that opportunity to be like, oh, you need to meet my friend Sam and you hear what she has to say. I find that to be more, you know, intuitive, receptive with the people I'm connecting with rather than just kind of, like, I've always been very close-knit. I'm not big on, like, oh, let's tell the whole world everything. So my Facebook's pretty locked down, and, and <laughs> I, I, but my Instagram's pretty opened up. I leave that for everyone to see my arts and stuff because I feel like certain interests like that are good to be like, oh, if you feel like you want to do something different, check out all these different things that I'm trying out just because, you know, like for sheer trying and interest, but I feel like a lot of these hobbies that I've started, I'm probably slowly going to dissipate because I'll find the ones that I'm like passionate about. But right now I haven't quite found that. And I feel like a lot of people are at that stage. I feel like a lot of people aren't quite sure what they're passionate for, but like, you got to just keep exploring until you do. And like, part of me thinks slacklining is because I literally dream about it. Think about it. Like I just bought another slackline. I talk about it and people are like, is that all you think about? I'm like, <laughs> almost, almost. And like, when you feel that way and you feel that dedicated, like part of you knows you're like, okay, I'm starting something good. I'm starting something new. That's going to be great for me. And you know, as long as it's uh, motivating and positive, right. It gets me outside. I get fresh air. It's so frustrating trying to stay on the line that you're like, okay, just breathe, just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so now all of a sudden you're meditating and yeah, no, it's, definitely a, a world to try different it, you know it's funny since I've started slacklining which I will admit I've only started last August um I've probably managed to convince like I don't know maybe 10 other people to buy a slackline off Amazon just because they were like oh this is so interesting let me try it so then I help them out they try it they're like this is great I should get one I'm like absolutely let me send you the link <laughs> <laughs> Well, now you have to send me the link. <laughs> Absolutely. And the it's cool because the link that I sent him, like, it's got the trainer line. So, you know, if you feel like, okay, when I first started, I'd put my foot on the line and it would just shake, 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 shake. And I'm like, how in the world does anyone stand on this thing? I can't even get one foot to, like, just be on the line still. So I probably dedicated the first month of my time, like, five hours every day just going up down up down up down up down on the line like stepping up stepping down stepping up until eventually the muscle uh memory in my ankle and my foot and my calves and my legs were like okay you don't need to shake anymore you got this but it took a lot of like you know time and effort to get through that so when people are like oh I'll never get there I'm like dude, I was literally where you were. And some people get on it and I'm like, whoa, you're already your pro. Like you're way beyond where I started. Like I was 
way back many far steps and you're just jumping on it like no big deal I'm pretty jealous you know like (laughs) so everyone's at very different uh fitness levels but I, I love it because it kind of it surprises people where they're at like some people that think they're super fit get on it and they're like whoa I'm not as balanced as I thought I'd be and then there's other people you get that are like oh I'm not fit at all and they get on and they're like whoa I'm actually standing on this thing like I'm I'm surprising myself so it's cool when people actually are interested to dive into something they're not sure about and then they start realizing their own strengths and weaknesses that they thought they had or didn't have right but yeah and I I feel like that again opportunities to show people (laughs) new things that they're not sure about and I feel like we're all too scared on like people aren't scared of new things if it sounds good but if it sounds like there's any potential risk or challenge or fear then most people would walk away on the idea because it's easier to just not do it than to uh, chance a risk but I've realized that most times when you chance those risks that's where you learn like yeah a lot of those times you're like oh that was a bad idea lesson learned and I find those lesson learns are where you end up being like wow I'm a bigger better person because I had to deal with that like my you know dumb mind chose to make these poor decisions but I learned from it and I'm not going to do it again and I'm going to make sure that the people around me also don't make those same dumb decisions right like and that's how people get to support each other is we help each other based off what we already know and what we know is what we challenge ourselves to like when people talk about um going through you know PTSD problems like oh I've gone through this hard thing in life and it's like, I can relate. So there's a difference between talking about trauma bonding and um, like the problems and the struggles that people go through in life. But then there's also a point where you talk about them and say, how do you get past that? And how does this make you a better, stronger person? Right. So anyways, again, I feel like I'm rambling on you. I don't know (laughs) if you had a set of questions or like what, but I've just like, Oh, well, she hasn't stopped me. <laughs> that is completely fine. I love just listening to people talk, honestly. Uh, but from the sounds of it, it seems that you are in such a good place. And I'm so happy for you. And I know you're going to have such like a bright future. And I can tell just by this talk that we're going to we're going to be friends. I, oh, I know absolutely. It. I know. I already it. know this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I love that. back on traveling, um, have you visited China or do you plan on going to visit China? So I have not visited China since I've been adopted, okay. but I, I uh, also, it's weird. Like if I had, if someone gave me the opportunity to go visit China with them, I'd probably say, sure, let's go jump on a plane and do it. But it's not really on my bucket list. Like, my bucket list for countries that I would go to that are, excuse me, Asian, like, Asian side. Like, I'm a a super Canadianized girl now at this point. So, (laughs) I don't know. I like the idea of checking out, like, South Korea. So, I feel like China, a lot of people have, like, love-hate relationships with China. Everyone loves Japan. People are very big into Thailand and Philippines. So, I'm like... But K-pop is in South Korea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I've uh, I've realized that, like, 
Um, actually, the countries that I'm more particularly interested in traveling are ones that I can discover more the nature side of things. So um, my ex and I, we were very big on camping and being outdoors. So I actually had joined Calgary Search and Rescue Association for a few years. And I learned so many things. I was like, wow, this is all stuff that needs to be taught in schools. Like how to read a map, how to use a compass to a tropographical map and learning your actual distance awareness in real life is something I feel like most people don't know. And it's amazing. (laughs) Like it's information people should have. So, and then learning how to use a GPS, learning how to understand Um, the wilderness is like pretty amazing so uh, for me my ex and I we did a camp uh, like a hiking camp trip in the UK and that was like amazing so that was like our first trip out of Canada and we had our backpacks and like we just camped in their forest and like along the beach side it was super cool it was quite the experience so I guess my travel experience is either going to be doing something along those lines like I want to eventually make my way on to Rainbow Mountain which is in Peru um and and not necessarily climbing summits and mountains and stuff but just checking out really cool uh different types of nature and wildlife um for the sake of interest not necessarily learning just to enjoy so that's another thing I try to not confuse people there's a big difference in enjoying your surroundings than being the person that's the biologist that knows the nitty-gritty of it all like I'll probably (laughs) understand the basics and some generic random facts because sometimes I return retain odd information but for the most part traveling I want it to either be relaxing or fun so adventure fun in the nature or and to be fair I actually feel like I'm more at risk and fear living in a city with so many people and so many dangers than I do living in a forest, taking my chances against wilderness. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny, because when people hear me say that, they're like, oh my god, if the zombie apocalypse ever happens, they're like, I'm on your team. And (laughs) there was a group of people at work that said that, and it was like a group of guys, and I'm like oh, well, then you guys can all be the muscle. I'll be the brains. You be the muscle. We'll work together. We got this. (laughs) It's pretty funny. And we, like, dedicated everyone a role. I'm like, are you a good cook? They're like, yeah. I'm like, great. You'll be the cook. Are you good at, you know? And they're like, see, this is why you're the leader. I'm like, just making sure we got everyone we need on the team to have a solid set of, you know? It it was funny. (laughs) So, yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, I was just curious on that point. Um, but that sounds awesome. I feel like I'm in the same boat as you. I like taking adventures. I've, well, living in Timmins, there's not really much else to do, but go camping, fishing, hunting. So that's like my whole life. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're looking for stylish yet comfortable clothing, check out Neon Apparel. They are a jewelry and clothing brand based in Calgary, Alberta, that ships worldwide. If you want to shop their collection, check out their Instagram or their website at neon.ca. So, okay, I have one final question for you. Okay. What kind of insights and thoughts do you have about people who don't know what to do with their lives? What sort of tips can you give to those people? having been through it yourself? 
Well, the funny thing is I still sit here most days and wonder if I'm doing it right or what I'm going to do with my life. So the irony is the first step (laughs) is to remember that most of us are in this boat. (laughs) So it's like you're not alone. So knowing that you're not alone is a great start. And from there, you know, and it, it depends too, though, if you're more of an introverted person, I think it becomes a little more difficult because uh, myself being very extroverted, I, it allows me to have more opportunities to connect with people in different social circles and different social settings to experience uh, new things to kind of get me out of that lull of being like, what am I doing with my life? Why do I feel so stuck, right? Like, usually if you have a, a hobby going on or if you have something, you know, pretty big, whether it's a book club, whether it's a sport, whether it's work, you know, or, like, your same group of friends you see every other day, like, all of those things are, that's what you're doing with your life. But if you feel like you don't have something like that, then feeling that stuckness is like okay well how do I get out of that and to get out of that is like okay well you kind of have to get yourself out there and experience something new to see if you like it and if you do you know get into it more if you don't find something different so like I said I think it's easier for extroverts but for someone that's introverted even then I don't think it's actually that difficult because we live in a world of technology we live in a world with with everyone glued to their phones, their TVs, their tablets, their computers. And because of that, you're at the fingertips of the whole world already. So uh, even for introverts, like, there's definitely, like, you start somewhere, you find a social circle. Like, something that I'm big on is Facebook groups. So I join every group that I'm interested in. And everyone starts, like, usually nowhere. And what I mean by that is people look at me and they're like, oh, you're such a great slackliner, like, I don't even know how I would get into that. I'm like, well, you just met me, so now I can help (laughs) you get into that, right? So usually um, talking to people is how you get into things. Like, all it takes is the seed in the mind to be like, is this something I'd be into? And if that seed grows and you say yes, then it's about finding those people that would be interested in the same interest as you, whatever they happen to be, right? Like, the... We are very fortunate that we're at a world of all of the information we want at our fingertips, Google, with Google. But at the same time, right now we do, you know, have um, problems with COVID, you know, restricting a lot of people from having these opportunities. But at the same time, I don't think using COVID as an excuse should limit your abilities to at least explore and learn on your own, right? So... Uh, for me, my friend Stephanie, she got me into slacklining, but like she's busy with her own life, so it's not like I can keep going to her being like, can you pull your line out? Can you show me how to do this again? Can we practice this, right? There comes to a point where if you want to be successful with your life independently, you'll take on the bits and pieces that you've built interest off others, but you'll take ownership of it and do it for yourself, right? So most of the slacklining I do on my own, by myself. It's very meditative. It's great. But uh, I didn't start there by myself, right? I Someone showed me what I needed to do, and then I decided to be like, you know what? This is my thing. I enjoy this, and now I feel like I've I'm doing something with my life. Like, I feel like I'm getting healthier. I feel like I'm gaining more energy and motivation in my day. I feel like I look in the mirror and be like, wow, I was beautiful before, but like, I feel even more beautiful, you know, like 
there's when people talk about you know what am I going to do with my life or where am I going to go with it part of it is like don't overanalyze it are you happy with where you are now and if you're not what can you do to correct it and as you slowly work on that your life will just become a realm of happiness and then you're not really wondering where you should be in life you just accept that life is where you want it to be you know like you can't part of it is we always have these hopes and expectations of where we think we need to be so like when you said where am I going to be in five years it's like well kind of hard to predict that like I could I used to be very generic where it's like okay in five years from now I'll probably be the manager of this department at Home Depot and I'll probably have a house and I'll probably have this and x y and z and all these accomplishments but all of these external accomplishments don't really work towards my you know internal problems or my internal satisfactions that I need to fulfill because those are two very different things so and that's kind of what I'm starting to understand and dictate for myself which is why I no longer really answer the question of oh where will I be in five years because in five years it's like well my life can drastically shift based off of the opportunities I allow to give myself with new realm interests of things that I've never heard of or seen or thought of you know building building life is what I call it (laughs) so and like again I guess what I'm saying is all these little things about opening your mind are your main tips and tricks of insights on your current now question of like, okay, well, what am I doing with myself now? Right. It's like, okay, well, what are you doing with yourself now? (laughs) And part of it too is, so I recently quit my job and I decided that I wasn't happy in it. And, and again, it's not recommended for most people to quit their jobs unless you have a fallback plan, unless you have enough savings to get you going to another job, unless you have family that can help support you, you know, like, unless you have those opportunities, you kind of have to be strategic, right? And sometimes it sucks. You got to bite the bullet and push through hard times. So it's like, where do you balance dealing with the hard times in life with allowing it to take over your life versus, okay, what what strategy can I give myself right now to push through what I have to go through that's a hard time but I can see the light at the end of the tunnel like what steps am I creating for myself to create that light at the end of the tunnel instead of thinking that I'm swarming in darkness you know like we every human being has the opportunity and the option to create those stepping stones out of the dark but most most of us feel like oh no I'm stuck like there's nothing I can do I don't know what to do and to be fair my mindset I feel like I've sugarcoated a lot of it so let me kind of give you a very short of the long story of why I say this so as you know I'm adopted so I was abandoned by my biological family and put into the foster system I was adopted to a French Canadian family and they weren't the great like they were my dad was a dentist. My mom worked for my dad. So we were financially very set. But mental health-wise, very detrimental. Lots of turmoil. Not good. So I struggled a lot mentally in my family. And I ended up leaving during my teen years. So I lived on the streets as a teen. And by the time I became an adult, I met my ex and kind of started getting my life together. So in all of those different phases, I encountered myself time and time again being like, 
oh my God, I'm going to die. Oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have food. I don't have water. I'm literally at my wit's end of survival. Like, And I mean actual survival, living on the streets in Calgary, indifference to someone being like, oh my God, I don't know if I can pay my phone bill. The stress is the exact same, but how we choose to apply it and how we choose to deal with it, it like it's the it's our reactions after knowing what we have to go through, right? So every time I've gone through a hard time, there's always a will, there's always a way. And no matter how much we think that we're stuck or that we're alone or that we can't handle it, you can. And part of it is when you get through it and when you do handle it, you're like, wow, that wasn't so bad. And now I know for next time. And that's how you learn and grow. So I don't know. I feel like people can't leave themselves feeling stuck. I always say, oh, yeah, we're living the cycle, living the rat race. But, again, that's only as much as you want to make it be, right? Like, I don't believe being successful is to have a lot of money. I think the concept of success is to be happy with yourself and being able to not be the person that's like, oh, help me, i got to escape my mind because I don't know what to do with it. Why don't you be the person that's like, you know what, I'm going to break down my mind and understand why it thinks that way and then eventually be like, okay, well, now that I understand this, let's try and help other people's dissect their own minds so they can be at one with their minds right like we're all too easy to run away from struggles than to face them and once we face them we become better people so if you're not sure what you're doing in life well you probably just want to be successful to be successful is to be happy or whatever that looks like individually right like I'm very in my opinion successful because I'm happy with all my music I'm playing all the artwork I'm doing all the friends that I have the dogs that I've I've got, and, like, again, these are all things that I've worked towards, not, like, I, I don't have family to support me. I don't have backfalls of, you know, certain privileges that other people may have, which, again, if you have those privileges, don't abuse them. Take them for, don't take them for granted. Like, be happy that you have them, and that's it, because not everyone has those. And if you feel like you're especially stuck, you're even less stuck than other people, you know? So it's like don't don't always feel like you're you know it's and it's not a competition we're all in different ball games we're all at different mental capacities and we all can only handle so much on our plate right so i don't know i feel like this was a long ramble of <laughs> insights and tips and tricks but hopefully you know you, you got something out of that <laughs> well i love your advice i love your story and i just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to even do this with me and yeah, absolutely. I really I, appreciate you. I was excited you. for this. <laughs> I really appreciate you, and I just know that you're gonna have such a happy, successful, and like full of dog life. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to thank Sam again for being a part of this podcast with me. Um, I'm sure we will be really good friends now. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to this podcast, and I hope you guys have a great day. Bye!